Okay, well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. And as I mentioned on one of my streams yesterday on Facebook, that we're going to be doing more through our podcasting and website because we're trying to transition. Yesterday, we had upward of 200,000 people listen to the broadcast. So first of all, I want to thank you, and I'm glad that we've been able to find each other. Uh, you can go to the website, www.toddcoconato, it's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com. You can uh, find, navigate the menu there, and you'll find the podcasts and different things. There is uh, videos that come from YouTube, but we're not even really using YouTube much anymore because of the extreme attack and censorship that we're getting. And so we're trying to, in fact, we had a great meeting with some people today uh, that I work with that uh, are, are, we're strategizing and thinking of how we're going to move forward regardless of what happens uh, because of the big tech censorship. And so I appreciate that you're listening to the podcast. Please share the links, let people know about the show and the program, and hopefully we can continue to do this. I am not going anywhere. I'll tell you that. And uh, I believe that we will always find a way because I'm a very resilient person, probably like you guys. And uh, there's always a workaround as far as I know. If we need to get our own servers, we will. It doesn't really matter. In fact, our website's already set up on a secure server platform that is not going to take us down. So we're in pretty good shape, but we have to be agile. And um, I always tell you to sign up for the newsletter, even though people say, we don't really send out a newsletter much. That's right, because we're so busy, we don't. But I want to have your data, your information, your email in case we go down. That's why I ask for it. And then that way, if we go down, I could always send out an email as a last resort to tell people where we are broadcasting or where you can find us. And that might be the way of the future, ladies and gentlemen. So we have to get prepared now and understand this is a uh, fluid situation in our world. So many people are asking, of course, what I think of President Trump's farewell address. Do I think there's any hope? Do I think there's any chance? Uh, you know, is the whole QAnon uh, theory a hoax? Uh, many people have, you know, asked me all these different types of questions. In fact, my phone and emails and are literally blowing up. And um, I know many people are concerned about the situation. You know, are we going to go under a communist regime under Joe Biden? What is our world going to look like? What is foreign policy going to look like? What is going to happen to the U.S. dollar? I mean, there's so many things that we could be talking about right now. So, uh, you know, thank you to those that have faith and are continuing to press ahead trusting God. How about that? Instead of trusting the plan, why don't we trust God's plan and that way we can't go wrong. So we have to really, uh, you know, get our minds in the right place, uh, make sure that we're thinking clearly, rationally, sober-minded, um, that we're not getting uh, conformed to the things of this world, but we're being transformed and walking in a state of being transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's what the Lord says in his word, the renewing of our mind. So right now, this would be a good time to just sit back, breathe for a second, ask the Lord to give you peace and strength, ask the Lord to speak to your heart, and uh, thank you to the thousands of people that are sending me prophetic words. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, many people uh, are, are sending me these words every day from different prophets and different things. And so uh, I did put up a post today, which I want to reiterate on the show, where I'm seeing also a lot of what I call friendly fire. And that is where fellow brethren, fellow Christians, fellow followers of Jesus are pointing the finger at one another and saying, well, this is why we messed up because you followed this prophet, or this is why we messed up because you... Uh, you know, followed Q, or this is why, and I get it. I, I hear the whole thing. I, I think uh, actually Lance Walnew did a good uh, post the other day about this. I think it was a video 
where he kind of mentioned some of these things. And they do need to be addressed, and they do need to be mentioned. But right now, I don't think is necessarily the time. In the business world, we we call it a post-mortem, where we look, you know, we sit there and we kind of look at like what happened, what took place, and, uh, you know, we kind of go through all the different, uh, what I'm now calling data points, or, you know, the different things that we see from a statistical analytical standpoint. And then we say, you know, this is our key takeaway, right? This is our key takeaway. This is where we made a mistake. This is where we can learn from this. Uh, and this is how we can move forward in victory. So either way, I think we eventually will need to do that. Now, there is still the group, and I want to mention this because this is extremely important. There is a large portion, I would say hmm, 30 to 40% of the people that probably follow this broadcast that believe wholeheartedly that President Trump will still be the 45th president and that he will have a second term. And of course, most people quote one of two things, either their prophet of choice, who has said this, or uh, Q and the Q posts. And so those are the things I get in my mailbox all day long, literally all day long. So I want to just share my heart on this because I do want to say that I particularly am not necessarily looking to a prophetic word and I'm not necessarily looking to Q, uh, definitely not looking to Q. But what I would say is that we have an opportunity here to ask the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord and say, Lord, are you done? Are we done praying? You know, I, I gave a commitment from the from the beginning to pray this through. And, uh, you know, there's there's literally a hashtag out there. I won't take responsibility. I don't know if I came up with it, but um, it's definitely out there where people are hashtagging pray this through. And I appreciate that because, you know, that was the, the commission on this particular mission was to pray this through until Inauguration Day and maybe beyond. And um, people have asked me, does it stop on Inauguration Day? Do we keep praying? Well, where I am at this particular time at 1-19-2021 is I would probably say, let's continue to pray because right now it looks pretty bleak and pretty dark when it comes to our chances of having a second term with President Trump. Now, that does not mean that we are not privy to some information or something that is planned that maybe we don't know about, and that could be very well taking place behind the scenes. And there certainly is a lot of legal maneuvering and um, executive orders and uh, you know people being shifted around at the NSA, the State Department, different things. And so um, I just I just want to make sure that you know that yes, there I still believe that God could move because sometimes it's on God's timing, not our timing. How many of you know that? So that being said, you know God moves when He wants to move, not when we want to move. And 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 we're, we want everything yesterday. We want everything immediate. We're in an immediate society, and so many people want things now, and that makes sense. And here we are, one day before the inauguration. It's kind of like, okay, like God, are you going to do something here? A lot of people have been feeling like mass arrests are going to happen. Uh, a lot of people are thinking that. You know, um, you know, people want to want to know information. Pastor Todd, have you heard anything? I will tell you, um, when it comes to information coming in, we are still in a blackout as far as the administration. We're still in a blackout as far as surrogates. We're still in a blackout as far as anybody that is close enough to the Trump team that would literally have access to the president. In fact, I know three people that have close access to President Trump that if I wanted to get a message to the president, I would probably call. One of them I talked to last night, 
And I asked uh, if this person was able to get in touch with the president, and he said no. Now, this is somebody that golfs with the president uh, that actually lived at the president's Mar-a-Lago estate for quite some time, and uh, he has not spoken with the president. So, um, you know, I don't know. Um, there, there's other people that are pastors that, that have direct access to the president. They have not really said much of anything. Um, in fact, some on the faith team, I have to be honest with you guys, are, are definitely acknowledging that it looks like Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated tomorrow. And um, short of an act of God, that's pretty much what they're anticipating. And in fact, two of them uh, have felt this way for at least two weeks now. And I've talked to some close friends who, you know, we've all kind of had that conversation where I've been probably the more optimistic of the group uh, in that aspect where I still think that there could be a move of God here. Now, they believe that way too. Um, but, you know, I, I, I tend to believe that, um, you know, th this situation is not done just because I'm wrestling in my spirit about it. Now, you know, when you look at, uh, I was having this meeting today with certain people and, you know, we were talking about what I am now calling data points because I'm trying to look at this from a real uh, analytical, a real, um, you know, facts-based very sober-minded viewpoint, you know, and I do have questions about some of the interesting things that we're seeing in our uh, news cycle and some of the executive orders and some of the movement of people. Um, you know, the uh, yesterday when the 2,000 people were deputized to become, uh, you know, uh, marshals, <laughs> you know, there's just some, some interesting things that are happening. I mean, every, everybody can say that, right? There's, there's this weird stuff that's going on. Um, those, those marshals, by the way, can, uh, are, you know, make arrests. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's weird. You know, why are all these troops in DC? That's weird. Why is, you know, I've seen videos of people showing ships off the coast near Long Beach. I mean, if those are correct, you know, they're not fake videos, that's weird, right? Uh, you know, and I actually have some information on that because I think as I looked at that video, it didn't look like they were all military ships. It looked like they were more uh, ships that were going into the Long Beach Harbor. And what I would say to that is if you look up, um, I posted something about it yesterday, but there's, it's basically containers that are, that are put into, uh, you know, they say that there could be weapons and missiles put into this special type of container that China would have that looks like a cargo container, but actually becomes a missile launcher. And so uh, from what I've heard, and I don't know, I can't verify this. I'm just putting this out there to you guys. From what I've heard is, is that there's been some type of credible threat where China could be looking to infiltrate the United States with these types of containers that actually carry missiles. And therefore, that might explain why there are some Patriot missile batteries being put up around the country because there is this possible threat. Um, the all, that also could be why ships are slower coming into the big ports because maybe there are sniffers or you know different ways that they're looking into uh, this credible threat which could be uh, checking uh, more extensively because usually the container ships just come in with like thousands of containers. Maybe they're actually doing some type of checking on these ships. And so what it's doing is it's slowing uh, the ships from coming in. So that would make sense. And that, that would answer that question why these ships are all off the coast of Long Beach and, and it just looks unprecedented. Well, if you have a credible threat and they're doing more of a, an extensive scan on the uh, container ships, then that would explain the traffic jam, if you would, right? 
So uh, another thing that people are asking me about is, um, you know, is the president just going to, I mean, you know, obviously there's a mainstream narrative where President Trump is, you know, basically just gave his farewell street. Let's just, let's just speak from the mainstream narrative point, right? He just gave his farewell speech. He's planned to uh, be, you know, kind of uh, some type of ceremony tomorrow uh, where he will be. um, And by the way, I've heard that Mike Pence will not be joining that ceremony. That's pretty sad. Um, But the president will have some type of sending off, uh, which is pretty typical for a president that he will get on his last, um, you know, voyage, I guess, on Air Force One. And uh, the the narrative says that he will go then to Mar-a-Lago. So that's what people are suggesting. Now, I can confirm that we do have sources close to the White House. Uh, I, I can't really give you more uh, specifics, somebody that worked there, um, that basically said, yes, it's true. People have packed up. Everybody is out. Um, the president, his family have left. Um, I don't know about the president, but his family has left. Um, it, it seems that the president is still there. Uh, and so that, that, that appears to be the situation. And uh, so this would all fit into uh, what some are saying in our truth community. Uh, I'll give you an example. If you listen to uh, InfoWars host Alex Jones, he's pretty adamant to say, no, this is actually going to happen. We, you know, he's been uh, pretty connected over the years. You know, I mean, it's funny because a lot of people call him a conspiracy theorist. But if you look at his track record versus CNN and MSNBC and uh, some of the fake news, he's actually done a pretty good job. I mean, I know he's an interesting fellow, but he's actually done a pretty good job at at preparing people for kind of what we're looking at right now, which could be a a, a communist, what I'm calling communist light regime that's coming in that's connected to China. And we could be seeing uh, significant changes in our country where, uh, you know, we could really be, uh, see a clampdown on religious liberty and freedom and free speech and our Second Amendment rights and so many other things, including our, our dollar denomination in the world. I mean, if they're pushing this great reset, which they've been pretty openly talking about on the World Economic Forum website. So these are all things that we need to take into consideration. I also mentioned yesterday, and some people are saying, well, Pastor Todd, you're being so negative. I have to get all the the information out to you first, and then we'll talk about the spiritual dynamics. So bear with me. I'm not trying to be negative. I just want to make sure that uh, I told uh, people today, and I'll say it to you, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, not a fling with us as the remnant. So I could, you know, sugarcoat it and sound like some of these people that are trying to get clickbait, you know, and get you to listen and, and that's it. And then, uh, you know, I could give you a bunch of false information or uh, what, what we call, um, you know, hopium <laughs> and, uh, and, and you could all tune in and share it. And this pastor saying this and it could go viral, but then what happens? It's a fling because I wasn't truthful with you and therefore my trust your trust in me would be gone. So I'd rather speak the truth. And I know there's people on the feed that are negative and they say, why don't you give more hope? I'm going to give the hope. I'm going to give the hope. But I'm trying to give you the entirety of the situation as, as I see it. And we've done a lot of research and a lot of studying, talked to a lot of people. And then that way we can be sober-minded as we look at this and we can prepare our hearts and minds no matter what happens. So a lot of people are pointing out and it's worth pointing out that President Trump and Mike Pence said the best is yet to come in their addresses. And that is worth mentioning. Um, Like I said, there's a lot of data points that if you connect all the dots, it would appear that there is some type of covert messaging that is being done here from the president, 
from Dan Scavino, and I talked about this uh, with my group today, is, is that if you think about it, this President Trump, now I've been a leader, I mentioned this on the show yesterday, I'm going to mention it again. I've been a leader of, you know, in a corporation. I've been a leader in the church. And as a leader, I love to study leadership. It's important to me. And one of the things that I would never allow is, is if in my church or if in my business or if in anything that I am running uh, as, as somebody that, you know, people look to me for leadership and guidance and trust, I, if I heard that there was a group that was affecting, let's just say, 40% of the people in the church and, and they, there was somebody that was giving them false information that was misleading them, let's say this is what I'm talking about is Q, Q okay? I, it would be up to me to get on the pulpit and to say, hey, everybody, listen, this person or this situation, uh, I, I, you know, they probably have good intention, uh, but they're, they're, they're wrong. It's, it's a fake situation. They're not giving you truth. And uh, so let's continue with the MAGA movement. Let's continue with standing for our constitution. Let's, let's continue this great movement. But just by the way, I wouldn't be following this Q person because that's not from us. That's not connected with us. And instead of doing that, the president has kind of, uh, I think he talked about Q maybe once where he said, well, I don't know much about that. And, uh, but then he tweeted out a tweet. He retweeted actually a tweet from Dan Scavino and Dan Scavino uh, had a meme up on his, when, when they were on Twitter, uh, had a meme up on his Twitter account. This is, I think, around March, maybe April. And uh, it said, uh, nothing can stop what is coming. And that is a phrase that is often used with followers of this Q movement. And a lot of people said, what is Q? And I'm sorry, I know some of you are totally lost when I talk about this. But there are a lot of people that know a lot about this because they've, they've really, I mean, it's like a whole other culture within a culture. And a lot of people really follow this. So it's, it's important that we address this as Christians because, um, you know, regardless of, of what this ends up being, I think it's important that we, we know that we always need to go to God as our resource and not to man. And clearly this was uh, not God that was speaking. It was somebody uh, that's saying their, their name is Q. It could be multiple people. That's the story is that it's a military operation. And I see many, many of the followers on this site that strongly still believe it's true. And I've told you I have a non-opinion on it at this point because I need to, you know, honestly, we just need to see how this all plays out because Q would be right if, you know, tomorrow President Trump pulls the trigger and uh, there's like this massive military arrests of all these people that are in the what they call the cabal and, uh, you know, all of a sudden everything shifts. And so, you know, now here's where this gets kind of interesting. Now, I also have a lot of friends that are in the prophetic community. And so, so you know, I hear the whole spectrum of the Christian community, the conservative community. I, I talk to politicians. I talk to congressmen. I talk to people close to the administration. I talk to pastors. I talk to prophets. So, you know, I think I have a pretty good uh, analysis of this. You know, I, I get to see a lot of this. And so there's another group, a large group, that firmly believe the prophets, Kim Clement, many others uh, that have come out and strongly said, no, Trump is going to have two terms. <laughs> Excuse me. And so that's worth mentioning because, as I've said in past broadcasts, I have a hard time finding anybody. I think there was one or two people maybe that said President Trump wasn't going to serve two terms. Everybody pretty much was in agreement in what we call the prophetic community that have said, no, the president is going to serve two terms. So here we are. Okay. So you got the Q, the Q movement. You got the prophets which like I said, I'd say if I had to give a percentage to it, I'd say 
of the prophets said Trump will have two terms. So we're at this very important precipice moment because now it's the moment of decision and it seems as tomorrow, literally, Biden will be inaugurated as president. So, you know, people ask me, well, you know, do we stop praying at that point? Do we stop believing for a miracle? And this has been something that I've wrestled with because as it is, it's been hard enough to pray this through as so many people have pulled that parachute cord and jumped ship early and now the plane is about to land and it appears right now that Joe Biden is going to win. So now it's even more crazy because people are going to say, well, how long are you going to keep this going uh, to where people keep praying? Maybe we all just need to kind of regroup and realize, okay, yes, we're looking at a Biden administration and that's what we're dealing with and kind of just understand that's where we're at. And there's going to be no big movement and no big thing that happens here. We're literally just going to see Trump go to Mar-a-Lago, become a private citizen, and Biden's going to take office and all these executive orders are going to go into place and we're going to see his administration basically take power of the country. And 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 if, if, you know, honestly, from a, you know, if I was a better, I'm not a better, but I mean, from an odd standpoint, that seems like what's going to happen tomorrow. So here's where it gets into more of a spiritual standpoint, okay? Um, I don't know. I don't have any information, new information that I can tell you of what's going to happen in the next 24 to 48 hours other than what I pray. And I ask the Lord every day because as I said, now more and more people are listening to this broadcast. I, I, I don't take that lightly. I thank you. We are here together. I'm not here to make you upset. I'm not here to, to in fact, I appreciate you tremendously. And I thank you for being what I call a remnant warrior. So I'm not here to attack you or attack what you believe or you know, uh, throw water on it or anything like that. I mean, I, there's nothing I want more than for Q to be right. Trust me, there's nothing I want more for that. But I have the responsibility to want to, you know, like I said, have a long-term relationship where we're going to be the remnant together and we're going to continue to stand regardless for truth and for the full word of God. And we're going to stand on God's promises, which are yes and amen. He, he says, you know, what is the plan? He knows the plans for us. They're hope in a future. Uh, he says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will be with us even until the end of the age. So these are the promises and there's many more. And uh, he says, we're two or more gathered in my name. You know, he says, with faith of a mustard seed, you know, I can move that mountain. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, he can move the mountain, literally. So here we are, we're staring at this mountain. And now it is literally, the clock is about to strike 12. It's only seconds away. And people are saying, do we, do we walk away? Do we, do we change course? And here's what I would say after praying on this is, is let's continue to pray this through. See how this develops in the next 24 to 48 hours. And what I would encourage you to do is to ask the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, I don't hear God. Well, if you're a Christian, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So what we need to do is, is, is learn how to hear God's voice, which is usually a still small voice. And I would say, instead of listening to me, because I can tell you how I feel and I can tell you what God is speaking to me in my prayer. And uh, I know that, you know, some people say, well, that's, you know, what we want to hear. And I get it. But I would encourage you, and I always do this, is, is to, you know, ask the Lord, because the Bible says, test the spirits. First of all, ask the Lord, is what this man is saying, is, is his heart sincere? I would say, put me through that test. Is his heart sincere? Is this a true man of God? And then once you hear from the Lord on that, you know, separately, you can ask this first if you want, but regardless, ask this question too. Lord, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to keep praying? Do you want me to keep trusting in you in this? Or am I, you know, basically hoping for something that is not your will? And that, that should be all of our prayer right now. Now, we need to be praying for President Trump because I can imagine that he's probably going through a lot right now, regardless of what's going to happen. We need to be praying for our nation as we're literally staring at a possible, like I said, communist light takeover. 
And it might turn full-blown communist real quick because I don't think they want to let anybody like President Trump ever win again. So, you know, we know that this is a battle between light versus darkness. We know this is a battle, a spiritual battle in nature. And so if you look at all those things, then what would make sense is that, um, you know, we need, to, we need to use the weapons of our warfare, which we talk about often. What are they? Well, the only offensive weapon in the armor of God is the sword of the spirit. The Bible says that when you, when you, like faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So get in the word tonight with your family. Get in the word tonight. Pray with your family. My wife and I got on our knees the other day. We're going to do it again tonight. Get on your knees, pray for the country, pray for God's perfect will that we would be able to have a pro-life nation, that we would not be murdering the innocent, that we would be able to practice our faith freely, that we would uh, be able to pass on uh, the torch of freedom and liberty in our, our constitution, which goes along with our faith to future generations, including this one, and that we would be able to overcome darkness. There is always hope. People ask me, is there hope? There is always hope in Jesus Christ. You, you better believe that when the Iron Curtain fell, that many people didn't think that was ever possible. And I remember those, those visuals. I, re, I was young, but I remember them where, uh, you know, then President Reagan said, tear down this wall, right? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And it wasn't so much longer after that, that the wall came down. It was almost like a Jericho march. And I will tell you, as I've said frequently, is that I've never seen the uh, Christians coming together and praying interdenominationally like they are doing now. Uh, I've never seen so much prayer in all the years of ministry, okay? I've never seen um, so many people fasting. I've never seen so many people trusting God. And I have to say that's encouraging, and I can only imagine that the Lord is pleased with that. So, you know, instead of clicking on somebody that is just going to give you what you want to hear, what I would say is, is let's pray and ask the Lord how we now maneuver through this new minefield, whether it's a Joe Biden presidency or, you know, President Trump does some amazing thing within the next, you know, couple of days or the Lord, it's really the Lord, not President Trump. But if something miraculous happens here that we don't foresee now, then we will be praising God. And I guarantee you that our nation will break out into probably the biggest revival of our lifetime because people will be rejoicing at what man couldn't have done, but God had just done. Because honestly, that, that would be pretty remarkable, especially as we are looking into what we're looking into right now. It looks pretty abysmal. It looks pretty grim, but I, I know God. I, I've seen it too many times in my life. He's come through at the very last minute, sometimes even after I thought he could. And it ended up being a good and amazing thing. And I said, wow, I really probably would have never thought this would end up this way. And then it did. And look what just happened. And oh my goodness. So we can't lose focus. We can't lose faith. We can't lose hope. We can never lose hope. We cannot grow weary in doing good. And I will, I will put you some silver lining on this too. If Biden does become president, and, and, and it's pretty bad, we could also see revival. Because, you know, sometimes through persecution, that's when revival breaks out. And what really needs to happen in this country, regardless of who's president, is we need to turn our eyes and focus back to Jesus Christ and his word. Uh, look, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There is a couple of posts from Q that I saw that I thought, hey, that sounds pretty good. So I think everybody that knows who Q is, I mean, you know, there's, but, but you know, the, the devil's been doing that since the beginning of time. I mean, you know, the, he knows the word of God too, right? So, I mean, you know, there, there could be a, a deception there, but 
But I will say that, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody has fallen into some type of deception throughout this whole process. There's really not much more that we as a Christian community could have done. And I want to be honest about that. I mean, we, we went out and voted in record numbers. More Christians, more evangelicals turned out than ever before in an election cycle that I've worked on, I think, in history. Uh, the votes for Donald Trump, if you look at them, are more than any other president in history. Now, we know there was extensive voter fraud for Joe Biden, but if you look at Donald Trump, he got a ton of votes. Christians showed up, and not only did they show up, I was at the, the many gatherings around the country, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, these political events, you would have thought you were in a church service. There was more fire there than in some churches I know. So this is the uh, beginning of a great move of God in the country. And don't grow weary in doing good or be disappointed or feel like you just got the wind knocked out of you because, you know, God is always on the move and we don't know, you know, his plans are, are different sometimes, but we don't know how he's going to work this all out. But I believe he's got a plan because he's God and he sits on the throne of glory and he's holy and he's worthy of praise. So don't let today be a Debbie Downer day for you. Praise God through this. Praise him in the storm. Remember when Jesus was in the boat and he was sleeping and the, the disciples, the apostles were like, what the heck? You know, the storm, Jesus, calm the wind. And he woke up and is like, you know, you have little faith. You know what I'm saying? And so we might be in one of those moments. It's easy to have faith when everything is good. It's hard to have faith when you're looking at something like we're looking at right now. But this is the time when our faith is tested. This is when we have to have faith. This is when we've got to stand and say, you know what we're doing? So I know that people want to point the finger and I, and I, I do want to say, yes, if you were deceived, if any of us were deceived, we need to be humble about it and just repent and say, Lord, I, I may have been deceived by this, but I, I want to make sure that my heart is right before you. I don't want to make an idol of a movement, of a man, of anything. I want to keep my eyes focused on you. This is a good time to get in alignment. And listen, brethren, don't be pointing the finger at each other. Uh, I know the, the most awesome prophets that have gotten things wrong. <laughs> And, and, they, and they still love the Lord with all their heart and they're good people. And I've watched their lives and they have fruit and they, they serve the Lord. They're not, you know, somebody that's engaging in, in sin or, you know, they're really godly people, but they get it wrong sometimes. I've known leaders, best leaders, the very best leaders that, that have made, you know, mistakes because people make mistakes. We're human. So this isn't the time to be attacking one another. This isn't the time to be going after one another and to, to, to point the finger. You believed in Q, so you it's your fault. Or you believe the prophet, so it's your fault. Or, you know, that's just not where we are right now. What we need to be doing is be a unified body of Christ, not to unify for the sake of unity, not to unify with people that are, you know, okay with killing babies. And I'm not saying that. Unify with true believers in Christ, true followers of the way, have mercy and grace, and also have faith that God is going to somehow deliver his people. We don't know how, we don't know when, but somehow and continue to pray this through. And so that's why I am not going to give up right yet. That's why, and, and by the way, I'll never really give up, just so you know. I mean, I'm going to continue to be a Christian pastor that speaks the truth regardless. But what I'm saying is, is that in this particular battle in the war, where there might be a time where we have to say, yeah, you know, Trump is clearly a private citizen and nothing's going to happen here. And I don't want you to have that day, whenever that is, if it's tomorrow, if it's two weeks from now, if it's four months from now, I don't want that to, to define you or to separate you from God because the word of God says, who shall, who shall separate us from the word of God? Shall persecution? No. Shall famine? No. Shall nakedness? No. Shall sword? No. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? No one. Not election loss. Not, it doesn't matter who's in president, you know, in the, in the presidency. I mean, it does matter, obviously, 
But what I'm saying is it, it, it cannot separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. And what place does fear have with love? So perfect love casts out fear. And that's where we need to be today. So listen, I don't know what tomorrow brings. I would be lying to you if I told you I did. But I'm going to stand in faith and pray this through until the very end. And, 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 and as a church together, we're going to determine at some point here, as remnant warriors, we're going to determine, okay, this battle in the war is lost, but the war, we're, we already know who wins that. So we get up and we brush our sho shoulders off and we move forward. There will be a point when we will know clearly that we have reached that point. And when that point comes, we'll talk about it. But until then, we're going to continue to pray it through. So don't be discouraged. Don't be down. Don't let depression take root. Don't let discouragement take root. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God bless you, people of God. We love you.